Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill. I'm the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church. We are located in Evansville, Indiana. We are a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America. It's great to have you here with me for a Monday, December 5th, 2022. This is edition number three of season seven. As we continue looking at the book of Joshua, just to remind you that as we work our way through Joshua, we will finish this book sometime towards the end of the month of December. I will take a break for a week or two, and then we will begin a rather lengthy season, season eight, uh, working our way through the Westminster Confession of Faith. We'll begin with chapter one of the Westminster Confession, and we'll move right through chapter 33, dealing with many different matters and issues, both theologically, doctrinally, as well as uh, pastorally and practically, uh, in, in, um, in a way that uh, hopefully, God willing, will uh, be applied uh, to your everyday life. Today we come to Joshua chapter 3. Let's pray first and then we'll consider this chapter together. <clears throat> Our God in heaven, as we come to you this morning, we come with the hope that you would teach us your word. We thank you that you have given this as a light to our path. It is the very bread of life upon which we live and feed. We pray, Lord, that you would teach us by your spirit. You have promised to do that. And so we ask that you would, uh, even now, grant us insight into your word. We pray that you'd forgive us for our sins, our transgressions. Uh, We pray that you would work in us a greater zeal for godliness and holiness, righteousness, you'd cause us to seek first your kingdom. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Well, we now come to chapter 3 of Joshua, and what we should note right away is chapters 3 and 4 really form a singular unit. They deal with the narrative and matters all related to the crossing of the Jordan River. Now, there was a pri- prior to Joshua 3, prior to this event, there was another crossing of a river, uh, the crossing of the sea, the Red Sea. This occurred at the end of the uh, work that God had performed in the land of Egypt in which he brought his people out by a mighty hand. And he brought them to that place in Exodus 14 and where he then uh, parted the waters and led his people safely to the other side. And then at the same time, destroyed the enemies of his people. In much the same sense, this is what is occurring here. Now, there are some differences as well as some similarities. Obviously, the similarity is that God is leading the people. We're going to see that in a moment. We also see the similarity of how it is done through the means by which God erects and establishes and gives as instruction to Joshua here in this chapter. The differences, of course, is that they are not being pursued by enemies. They are actually on the pursuit because shortly after they cross the Jordan River, they will come to the place of Jericho and there they will engage in really the first battle, the first campaign into the promised land. So chapter 3 first begins with the preparation for crossing the Jordan. And we read that in verse 1, Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Shittim, and they came to the Jordan, he and all the people of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, As soon as you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priest, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. And then it goes on to talk about how there should be a safe distance that is kept between the ark and the people, and that, of course, is because the ark represents the very presence of God. And so we have here very much the preparation that is established 
for the people to then begin the work and labor of crossing the Jordan. In the midst of this preparation, in the section in verses 7 through through, um, 13, we have a couple matters. Uh, First, we have uh, the statement that says, Today, this is the Lord speaking, Today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Now, this is critically important as we consider the entire book, but this is very important here as we cross the Jordan River because it is the Ark of the Covenant, as we note from this chapter, that does indeed lead the very people of the Lord. And we note that here. Um, in uh, in this section, uh, in verse 11, Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of the, all the earth is passing over before you into the Jordan. Now therefore take twelve men from the tribes of Israel, from each tribe a man. And when the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing, and the waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap. And so the ark of the covenant, the presence of God that represents the very presence of God with his people, is going before them to cross the Jordan. He's not going behind them. He is not following them. He is leading them. And so we see that even in verse 14. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan, the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the brink of the water. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the the time of harvest. The waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan. And those flowing down toward the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea, were completely cut off, and the people passed over opposite Jericho. And so the Ark of the Covenant leads the people into the Jordan, into the place in which now the water has stopped, and the people are safely then brought forth. In chapter 4, we'll see how that is completed. What is interesting, however, as I've uh, already mentioned, is that the ark leads the people. Now, in much the same way in our Christian life, we need to remember this, that we trust in the Lord with all of our heart. We do not lean on our own understanding of things. There are many things that will happen to us as Christians. There will be many circumstances that will happen in the life of the church. There will be many circumstances that will happen in your life in which you will be tempted to uh, seek to understand them uh, apart from the leading of the Lord, apart from his guidance and direction. You're not going to have an ark that's going to come and visit you and an ark that's going to guide you through those, those difficulties in life. But you do have the presence of the Lord in the Holy Spirit and you also have his word. And that is what should guide and direct us. As we trust in the Lord with all our heart, we don't lean on our own understanding. In all of our ways, we acknowledge Him. That is to say that we pray about these matters, we give careful attention and thought to them, and we seek through the instruction of God's Word to be led by Him in all of these matters. Psalm 23, of course, is the psalm that everybody knows well, the Good Shepherd Psalm. It's the, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me beside still waters. It is the Lord who leads his people. It is the Lord who guides his people. It is the Lord who directs his people. He's out in front of his people. And that symbolizes his presence with them and guiding them wherever they may go. The other thing it symbolizes, and it's very important in this book here in Joshua, is that it is the Lord who will fight for his people as well. He acts as shield for them uh, to prevent them from harm from the waters of the Jordan River. He will do this again as we approach the first campaign at Jericho. And he will continue to do that until the awful events of Ai. But he will continue to do that throughout the book as he 
continues to shield his people as he leads his people in the battle that we that they have there in that land. And in much the same way, we too uh, are in a battle. We are fighting against the world, the flesh, and the devil. And so we therefore must remember to let the Lord lead and guide us, that we do not take matters into our own, our own hands. And we also remember that it is the Lord who ultimately fights for us. Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. And so it's not by might or by strength, but it's by the power of the Lord that we do these things. And here we have very much a picture of God's covenantal promise being fulfilled to the people in which he protects them, he guides them, he leads them into this river that they might then cross over and engage in the warfare that is before them. And so as they cross over, verse 17 ends the chapter. Now the priests bearing the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. And to say that now the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of the Lord, remains in the very middle of the Jordan River, continually protecting the people as they passed by to cross over to, that, to the shores just outside of Jericho. And so it's a comforting reality to know that our God fights for us. It's a comforting reality to know that our Lord leads us. You may not think that it is happening at times. You may uh, get lost in the details of your life and the circumstances that happen to you. Um, But always draw your mind back to the reality that whatever is going on in your life, whatever the circumstances are, the Lord is leading you. He is not leaving you to your own devices He is guiding and directing, much as he did the people here, he does with us today. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to contact me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Tuesday edition, when we consider the completion of the crossing of the Jordan, and the memorial stones that are erected there, may the Lord bless you today. May you strive to serve him. Trust him. He will guide you wherever he will take you, all for your good. God bless.